Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Hello, Herd, and welcome to our main show. Uh, it's a new Wednesday, which means we got a new thing to talk about, and we thank you for introducing us to your ears. They're lovely, uh, and we are glad to deliver uh, good Star Wars conversations to those lovely, 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 lovely ears. I am your you Herd got Leader. Ears. <laughs> you got I am your Herd Leader, John Wayne. I am your Herd Mom, Megan. And, uh... Welcome. Uh, this is an episode I'm kind of looking forward to. I look forward to all of our episodes because all of our episodes are awesome. Uh, and if you think otherwise, that's just your opinion, man. But I think we're, uh, we've got some awesome episodes, but this one in particular I'm excited about because of the recently released book, Woman of the Galaxy, yeah. which gives us the idea and uh, the content and theme of our episode. Um, today we're going to be talking about women of the galaxy. Um, we're going to be kind of highlighting some of our favorites. There's n- no way that we're actually going to be able to cover all of them, or yeah. or not not even close to all that are included in the book Women of the Galaxy, which features highlights of 75 different characters. Um, but in an attempt to give you the mostest of women of the galaxy. We are going to split it. This week we're going to talk about heroes, um, and then down the road soon we'll talk about villains. We'll do another episode of Women of the Galaxy where we talk about uh, the bad ladies. But this week we're starting off with all the good ladies, so that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't checked out that book, it, nothing we talk about is going to be really spoilers because we're just talking about characters featured in the book. It's a kind of biopic highlight reel of awesome women of the galaxy. So you don't have necessarily have to worry about being spoiled on anything, but we do definitely recommend you check it out because it's not just about what's written about each character, but the art that's included that is just beautiful, just absolutely stunning stuff. So definitely go out and check it out for yourself. Get your own copy um, and yeah, just have it on your shelf. Yeah. But anyway, before we get into the main show, um, we're going to dive into some news and updates on Star Wars content, uh, and then we'll check out the Women of the Galaxy. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Gucci. You're going to? No. All right. So in gaming news this week, we have uh, news regarding the upcoming Geonosis map for Battlefront. Yay. Yay. Uh, the content creators at I love that place. The content <laughs> creators at EA have been listening to feedback regarding the levels and matches, and has done a lot to ensure that Geonosis Geonosis will reflect this feedback. Um, a major key in this is open combat stages. Uh, the best example of this is the Kessel Extraction map that gradually opens the combat field as the goal is progressed. The two, the final two stages of the Geonosis map will feature similar openness to optimize vehicular combat. Sound good to you? 
I like it. Um, I especially like that they liken it to one of my favorite maps, which is the Kessel map. Um, because, you know, the combat changes depending on where you're at in that level. And that's, that's what they're going for is that it's not just going to be straightforward throwing numbers at each other. You know, it's, it's not a matter of just shooting the other guy. It, mm-hmm. it, it's going to involve different aspects of strategy as you go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like that it doesn't feel, you know, I, I, I coming from the old school multiplayer method of multiplayer is just as simple as getting a bunch of people against each other. Yeah. Um, very, um, if you've ever played the old James Bond, uh, golden gun, yes. gold, Goldfinger. that's, that's what yes. it's called. Um, yeah. So, I like that when they give it a narrative, when they give it a purpose, when they give it something um, involving rather than just go in and shoot other people. Yeah. Um, You have objectives, you have scenarios that require certain tactics and so forth. So I like that they're continuing to think of this. And especially since Geonosis is so different, I'm glad that um, they're making the combat different as well for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like seeing stuff like that in games. Mm -hmm. Definitely love seeing the fact that they're listening to feedback. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, people give EA a lot of crap for things. I mean, the game was not perfect when we got it, no. But have you ever seen developers work this hard and, and this openly with fans to find out what doesn't work and fix it? And, do you know, like... They're doing a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could, that's why I always say you could complain all day about what wasn't in the game or what didn't work. But the fact that they're listening so much and the communication line is so open, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I can't be mad at them for what doesn't work because they're working so hard to make things work. Oh, yeah. So and I really appreciate that. Seeing that on such a large scale, what, on what, <laughs> Seeing that on what a large scale company EA is is very oh, yeah. well, it's it's and, nice. And Battlefront is not their only game. They yeah. do not have to give it this much attention, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, the what they're doing I think is is great, and and um, all that they do to mm-hmm. take us into account as fans is really awesome. Yeah. All right. So we also got some details on the various phases of the Geonosis map. Um, Phase 1 will involve heavy infantry combat as the clones will seek to reactivate a downed ATTE with the canyon within the canyons and caves of Geonosis. Uh, phase 2 will shift into vehic- vehicular combat involving clones attacking and droids defending the troop transports on the map. Phase 3 gets interesting. Uh, the final phase involves the clone team capturing turbo lasers in order to take down the droid control ship. The clone team can only capture the points with ATTEs and therefore are required to escort the walkers there in order to clear out any defending troops on the droid team. The best part is this takes place in an area that has a simulated scale of over 200 meters. Uh, the wide space provides a real sense of large battle and the ATTE required capture points force teamwork rather than individual gameplay. Already, this is kind of sounding like an episode of The Clone Wars. Exactly. And that's yeah. what they're going for. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, 
I like that because a big selling point when they first talked about Geonosis was how open Mm -hmm. it was going to be. And, you know, when you go in and read the community transmission where they go into a lot more detail about this, you know, they talk about, like, the droid team is going to be able to see the ATTEs coming towards them from a very long distance. Mm -hmm. You know, so the idea of, (laughs) you know, just having to sit there and wait kind of thing, um, which you don't necessarily have to. But, you know, the idea that you're just kind of sitting there waiting for the enemy to come to you, you can see them from a distance. Um, it just sounds, it, it sounds really cool. And, and I, I appreciate that they're forcing teamwork because so many multiplayer games are one on individual effort sometimes. Like so much is about if one, if one player just does really well at something or sneaks through somewhere, um, if, if one player just gets, you know, ballsy enough to jump into something, then, the team wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about, you know, the idea of ranking. You want to be number one. You want to be the best, not only out of the two teams, but on your team. Whereas with this, it's much more unifying. And, and I like that because I think of like the, the multiplayer that I like most is the multiplayer that most simulates campaign storylines, you know, and so this idea of working together for this sort of thing is something I could see working in a campaign uh, for a single player. So it, it's, it really sounds cool to me. Yeah. Um, as far as the combat... I can't words today. Apparently. I have the dumb. Um, as far as combat goes, the final two phases of gameplay, reinforcements are no longer counted as troopers, but as ATTEs. Uh, meaning that dying as a trooper doesn't affect the gameplay, but losing an ATTE will. In addition, during the transition between phase two and three, a sandstorm will be triggered. Uh, the resident old lady sitting on her porch will say, I, I can feel it in my bones. It's uh, coming. <laughs> I don't think so. You better hurry, Annie. Yeah. How much do you think he hated being called Annie? Mm-hmm. It's a hard knock life for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> Being a slave is not so fun. No, I, I'm going to write an entire song, don't worry. Sure. Um, uh, and it will, for a time, greatly reduce visibility, as sunstorms are wont to do. Uh, to help the droid team oppose the advancing ATTEs, OG-9 homing spider droids will appear and are a great threat to ATTEs. Uh, preventing them from simply walking up to the turbo lasers and retaking them. Uh, likewise, the droid team will have access to missile launchers, which will appear more often and are tweaked to be more helpful considering the scale of the map. Boy, howdy. That is very involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely re- taking into account all that they talk about in this community transmission, it really... Obviously, I'm excited for it, but yeah. it, it really makes it to where I have to see it work to know it works yeah. kind of thing, where it sounds like a lot's going... Obviously, they test these things. Obviously, they work through these things um, at multiple points in the in the creation. You know, so I, I don't mean that, oh, it's going to work. It's just... It, it really does sound like a lot going on, and so yeah. it's going to be, you know... 
they have an advantage when they test these things that you get a bunch of the creators together to play the game. Mm-hmm. You're wanting to work together. You know how this is supposed to be played. When you get a bunch of random, oh my gosh, Geonosis, I'm just going to go in and have fun and play. You know, when you get a, your average multiplayer uh, fans on this, mm-hmm. you know, this is why I appreciate that they're going to do a five-day Geonosis-only run. Because... Yes probably going to take at least three days for a lot of people to really mm-hmm. get it. Um, and what's the date on that? Uh, that's the end of the month. Gotcha. Uh, it's the last weekend. It's from, I believe, November 28th to yeah. December 2nd. I'm suddenly very glad that we have two TVs. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm really, really excited and hope it works as well as they want it to and as I want it to. Mm-hmm. And as a lot of people, I'm sure, want to. Um, definitely see... I, I did not expect to see this much detail of what we would get mm-hmm. before getting it. So it's really good to kind of be able to manage my expectations as well as go ahead and have in mind what kind of strategies work and don't work. Yeah. I can already... I was always worried... I'm not a big Galactic Assault map player. Mm-hmm. So I was always rather worried of whether or not I would enjoy playing this. I really wanted to want to, and I really wanted to be able to like it. But if it was just Galactic Assault on a different planet, I probably wouldn't have played it as often as I'd like to. Yeah, Knowing that it's not going to just be like any other Galactic Assault, knowing it's going to be a bit different, knowing it's going to be more involved, and it's going to be team-specific, mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely more eager to play it because I feel like it's going to be something I'm going to enjoy playing when it comes up. Yeah. So really cool. So you're very excited. I am. Um, I do like that because the ATTEs are so central that they're not, it, you know, sometimes with certain maps, things could win if we had enough time. Um, but sometimes we lose the amount of troops that we need to continue playing. Mm hmm. Uh, before an objective can get reached and you know you could in some cases you could chalk it up to the other team was just better but in other times it's just a matter of we really just did not have the quantity to go after that kind of goal um so i like that they're taking that into account and featuring it's less about losing or gaining troopers it's more about the vehicles Mm -hmm. uh being the objective you know in phase two and three the objective is destroying attes Yes. Which is much nicer because you don't necessarily worry about yourself or individuals as much as you worry about the ATTEs, which again requires you to work with your team. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing I'm taking away from this that I like the most is that it's forcing teamwork, which you, you shouldn't expect they would have to force you to work together. (laughs) But again, everybody just kind of gets in and goes on their own journey. And yeah. I mean, there's still going to be those players that are going to leave the ATTA and go straight to the turbo lasers. But yeah. again, what they've done is you need the ATTE to to capture the turbo lasers. Mm-hmm. So even if you sneak ahead and kill all the troops, you still can't capture it without the ATTE. Yeah. So they, I like that they've taken that into account because it's a constant thing where it just... You know, I, there's the one guy that just keeps going after the objective, or not so much the objective, but going after whatever they want. 
in in leaving other people to the objective and so yeah so I, I I like this very much because a big reason I'm not a big fan of Galactic Assault is the times when there's something to accomplish and I feel like I'm the only one trying to get it done. Yeah, I get that. So anyway, I could go on and out, but <laughs> I mean the the underlying thing is that I'm excited uh, and I I I'm definitely appreciative of all the communication and all the uh, open channels that there are with uh, how fans have been able to communicate and give feedback to making this what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. I really feel like Geonosis could have been a whole lot different if it weren't for feedback. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Moving in to comic news. Mm-hmm. Yay. And if you hear some click clacks, like, like, this, for example. <laughs> That's probably really annoying, but we won't know until after we record this, so I apologize if it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are currently drinking eggnog out of Darth Vader mugs. <laughs> uh, exclusive Darth Vader mugs Yeah, that we yeah. got at uh, Disney, our last trip, at the Star Wars dessert party. Yep. John has full dairy eggnog. I have non-dairy eggnog. Yes. Just to give more details. So my tummy doesn't... Eggnog! Nog! It's the only reason I'm glad about these crazy early Christmas people. Johnny, are you excited for Chroma? What if I give you what if I give you a comic for Chromas? Slightly less meh. Mary Chrysler. <laughs> Mary Chrysler. Uh, out this week, um, Lando, Double or Nothing number five issue blah, 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 Double or Nothing five issue collection. So it's one of our favorite types of comics. Yeah. A collection. Another collection that's coming out is the Darth Vader, Dark Lord of a Sith, 12-issue collection. Pardon me, eggnog burps. And the Last Jedi adaptation, 6-issue collection. Mm-hmm. So a lot of issues. We got issues this week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, apparently just collection week where yeah. it's it's all of these uh, series collections. Yeah. Um, Heck, at, I'm down with it. At least from what I've seen. I, you know, if we are, if I am missing... Um, single issue releases this week. I apologize, but everywhere I looked, this was all I could find on upcoming comics for this week. Yeah. Um, I could definitely say if you've heard me brag about Darth Vader that's so long that you want to check it out, this is a good time to check it out and get the 12 issue collection. It's the first 12 issues of mm-hmm. the Charles Soule series. Um, and to be honest, this is what I've been waiting for to read the uh, Darth Vader series. Yeah. Um, it's re- it's really great, and this is out of the three the one I would recommend you don't miss out. It's like twenty four dollars for the collection, which is not bad. Um, you can get it cheaper if you get the digital issue, probably. Uh, Dump- Lando Double or Nothing. If you you've got to really feel out if it's your cup of tea or not. If you get before you get the collection, if mm-hmm. you haven't already read some of it, yeah. I I didn't I didn't really like it. I thought. Like the way I re- the way I could get through it mm-hmm. is by rationalizing this isn't what's really happening. This is embellished by Lando after the fact. Yeah, um, and I think that helps a lot. It helps me with reading it, but not with liking it. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I get you. I still don't like. I. I mean, and that's kind of the reasoning that you had when we read um, from a certain point of view about the Boba story. Yes. Yeah, because I, I didn't like 
Yeah. I feel like he was hyping himself up or something. Like it just, yeah. it, it's one of those things where it takes a part of a character. It takes a characteristic of a character and makes it the whole thing. Like in yeah. this case with Lando, it's his very suave sassiness yeah. kind of thing where sometimes it's not necessarily that he's being rude or anything, but I, I don't know. It's like he ate his own hype cake. It's like, <laughs> you know, he think like, yeah. it's, it's a lot like Vegeta in that one episode of, um, you know, Star Wars. It's Star Wars. In <laughs> <laughs> DBZ abridged, just like, are you really into your own hype that I, much? I am the hype. Yeah. Um, you know, I know in Solo he gets that line of, you know, everything you've heard about me is true. Like, he gets those few lines where he he is his own hype man in a way. Yeah. But it's it's just a line. It's not him completely be- believing in this, you know, mm-hmm. ridiculousness. Uh, yeah, I mean, Legends Lando, I think we see a lot, you know. Uh, there's a lot more layers. Exactly. He's um, like a cake. With with Lando, it's really easy to just capitalize on the sassy suaveness and lose mm-hmm. any other characteristics. And I think Lando Double yeah. or Nothing does that. Where I mean, oh, go ahead. It, I mean, it could definitely be considered a fun story. I'll say that. Yeah. I I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I'm, I think we see a lot in, like I said, Legends, where Lando is a multifaceted character. I mean, he's honorable. He's He's a smuggler, but he's a good smuggler. Right. Well, and he's, again, he's got those, he's got different layers to him. So, you know, yeah. being a smuggler is just part of him. You know, he's also a good leader. He's also very yeah. intelligent. He's also very compassionate. I mean, you know, he ran Clown, si- Cla- Clown City. Clown <laughs> City. I'd gracious. much rather visit Clown City than Clown <laughs> City. I'm afraid of heights. Um, but not afraid of clowns. It, you know, I, I feel like. Definitely in Solo and in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And in the other Lando comic that we got, uh, or the Lando five-issue series that we got, I feel like they capitalize on his layers. Whereas here, it capitalizes on just this very specific Lando. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just doesn't land for me. But again, it's one of those things where I feel like it's just the way for me to get through it. I just kept saying, this is... You know, the Chronicles of Lando Calrissian, this isn't how it actually probably happened. It was probably far less, (laughs) you know, crazy. Uh, I mean, we get a pretty good hint of, you know, how Lando tells stories in Solo when he's waiting on the ship. Right. And so that's what I, that's what I chalk it up to is he's just sitting down in front of a hollow recorder making it sound. This is a great bar story. This is not the story. But and, anyway. Yeah, I think that's where Lando got most of his Oh yeah, of hype. course. Um, yeah, and The Last Jedi adaptation is really great for the art, but it really doesn't add much. Like, if you're looking mm-hmm. for another way to consume the story of The Last Jedi that also adds something to it, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would far more recommend the novel over the comic oh, yeah. adaptation. I just mean, because it does more. Yeah. If just for the scene... Where uh, Ben Solo witnesses um, Leia's ship mm-hmm. being hit. Yeah, it it adds so that much more beautiful. depth and and it adds so much more to what we already have. Whereas with the comic, it's pretty much what you get in the movie. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm a, I'm one of those, like, I don't just go after it because it's Star Wars and it's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, if I'm going to get the comic in addition to the film, yeah. then it's got to add something. You got to earn it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. So, going from comic news to buke news. Hashtag buke news, John. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for the umlaut buke news? Mm-hmm. All right. Sipping on your nog. <laughs> Snuggler's Guide. <laughs> you did that on purpose. No, I did not. <laughs> Smuggler's Guide delayed. Originally scheduled for release on October 30th alongside Women of the Galaxy, it has now been delayed to various dates as product is available. Ours at first changed to a possible delivery of November 28th to January 1st. We... Did we pre-order this one, or did we just Yes, order? we pre-ordered. Yeah, which is disappointing for a pre-order. But thankfully, since updated, since it was updated again to arrive either November 19th or the 20th. So hopefully everyone who ordered it will see it soon. Yeah, I was really... Yeah. Um, we were peeved. Well, I mean... Don't they know we have a podcast to do? It, right. Uh, it, it's one of those things where you would... It's hard to believe they didn't manage their expectations for how many people would want this book. Yeah, like, mm. I don't know, but you know, and, and there could have been other. I assume that it's a. I, I, I assume it's about the quantity of product versus the demand, but I mean, it could be some other un, unknown thing. But I don't know. It was frustrating. I'm glad it's now set to come sooner, but it's still coming a month late. So. But, you know, there's a space on my shelf either way, so I'm just, I'm just glad to be getting it. Like, like, I was so worried at some point they were going to be like, kind of like when I ordered the Captain Rex from Hot Topic. They were, you know, I was so happy when I got that because at first it went out of stock, but then it showed back up. So I was like, oh, I second chance. I got it. I went through the whole process and everything. And, and then like three weeks later. Mm-hmm. In my mind, my product is on its way, and three weeks later, they email and say, "Sorry, you didn't get it. We're going to refund you." Yeah. You know, and that happened with. Um, I ordered a book for my birthday last year. I only just got it for buying it in the store. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, you know, I was so afraid that was what was going to happen. Was yeah. they were going to say, "Here's your money back," and there would be no communication of yeah. when when can I expect to be able to order the product again? Yeah, that's um, the worst. But thankfully, it's updated again. So, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, I mean, it could continue to update and get come sooner, but at least it's getting here. Mm-hmm. We're still working out uh, on our schedule if we're going to rearrange, because next week was supposed to be about Scum and Villainy and Smuggler's Guide. We're still working on whether or not we'll just do Scum and Villainy mm-hmm. or so forth. There's some behind the scenes details of why we are considering rearranging it, but. Just look out for social media. You'll you'll hear if we change things. Yeah. Look um, out for social media in general. Right. Coming at you. <laughs> it's coming up behind you. Gonna make you do the Chewbacca face. <laughs> okay. So there's the at. Uh, Star Wars droidography is out now. It was released yesterday. And finally, we are excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on November 21st, we will bring this topic to our main show and discuss our favorite droids. I bet you can't guess. And any interesting details that came from the book. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that. I still I still say 
that it was supposed to come out at the end of September. Yeah. Or no, it was supposed to come out on October 30th as well yeah. or something like that. And then it got the date changed because yeah. for months I'd been saying it's coming out. Mm-hmm. I think it was coming out on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And I'd been saying that for months, at least for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden I, you know, I check on it and it's coming out November 6th. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yet again, doesn't matter. We are getting uh, the book, and we will have an episode about it. Um, we don't have to wonder about when we're going to do that episode. So yep. you can look forward to that. And if you hear a tiny cat behind a door, she's unhappy because she has been put behind a door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. If she sounds grumpy, she is. <laughs> yes, very. Um, so are we ready to move on? Yes. Dear sweet darling husband. Yes, women of the galaxy. Women of the galaxy. All right. So, as mentioned this week, week uh, well, last week, uh, we got Women of the Galaxy, which is a great book by Amy Ratcliffe, who does a lot of great stuff, and is also the co-host of Lattes with Leia over on the Coffee with Kenobi network of podcasts. So you can check her out there if you uh, enjoy this book and enjoy uh, and want to kind of connect yourself to more of what she does. She's just a great gal anyway. Um, and so this was a very hyped up book and well worth it. Uh, it, it's just, it's a great highlight of women of the galaxy. There's so many, and even thinking that 75 women, um, are featured in this book and it's still just the surface of the iceberg. Um, you know, and even we aren't going to be able to cover everything and everyone that we want to, um, but definitely great and to be able to take a time to reflect on these characters. Some of us definitely do this more than just when a book is released and we're constantly thinking about all the awesome women mm-hmm. of the galaxy. But, you know, um, it's definitely nice to be able to take a specific time and say, let's talk about that. Let's highlight that and, and whatnot. And, yeah. um, Hashtag don't sue us. Good mythical morning. Please. <laughs> um, you know, again, we're 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 going to cover so many great characters. We're not going to get to everyone. Um, not even in doing two episodes where we cover heroes and villains mm-hmm. are we going to be able to cover all of it. We have, yeah. I believe, a list of 12. Um, and that's still, again, not everyone we wanted to talk about. But mm-hmm. I had to stop somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be surprised if we get through about half. Uh, it you know it just depends on how long we can talk about uh, each character, um, and and so if if you don't hear your favorite or one that you care about a lot, don't worry we we yeah. they're probably on our list, but yeah we just love so many characters so much that more than likely can guarantee we're we're gonna get stuck on some of them with a lot of good conversation and whatnot. So yeah, and talk to us on social medias if we didn't get to your favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Have we ever like given out our Twitter handles? It doesn't matter. Just search us on Nerd Herder. Yeah. Search just search Nerd Herder. It'll come up. True. But True. um, yeah. If you just search Nerd Herder on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, you'll find us there. Yeah. And gonna hold your hand and walk you to it. You can find it. I'll hold. And your if hand. you can't find it, you don't deserve I like it. Holding hands. I know. <laughs> Too far. Give me your hand. Too far. I'm not reaching. Oh, come on. I love you. You are literally three feet away. Exactly. Too far. I love you, though. You're so lazy. 
I am. Anyways. Let's get on with it. Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Someone won't hold my hand. So. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, we have a list here. We're going to just kind of talk about each character uh, and highlight what makes them such a great woman of the galaxy and yeah. and um, pick out our favorite points and, and topics. Certainly with some characters, you're going to get repeated characteristics of why we like them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's safe to say that all the women on this list, both heroes and villains, I'd say, are all strong women. So, you know, yeah. the, I guess what I'm trying to say is get used to hearing some of the same characteristics. Not because they're repetitive necessarily, but because... It, they exemplify them in different ways. Yeah, they're they're full of admirable qualities, uh, you know, and and some of them are very much shared. But like you said, they they also each have their own individual um, goodness to yeah. it. I guess is what I'm going for. Everybody's got their different flavor of beautiful. Yeah, what she said. Mine's great. <laughs> Questionable sip there. Sorry, I, I was trying to think about how to be cur- covert about it, but I couldn't, and I wanted eggnog, so <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm going to point out every time you take a sip of eggnog now. Sure. Go ahead. going to be a lot of eggnog. All right. Anyway. Who's the first on our list, John? I don't know. Who Who? who could it possibly be? Who could it possibly be? Our, like, I could talk for literal hours on how much I love this character, and I probably will someday. Um... She is one of our very first examples of a strong woman in Star Wars. She is not just, you know, the character, but the woman who plays her. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about Leia Organa. Okay. Beautiful, spectacular Leia Skywalker Organa. Organa Skywalker. Well, she was a Skywalker first. Yeah. Not not to her. Mm. You make a point. Mm-hmm. There you go. And technically, it should be Leia, Amidala, Organa, Skywalker. That's Solo. That's just too much. No, she wasn't. <laughs> they were never married. Well, in Legends, it was Organa Solo, I, which I appreciated. <sighs> Sip. I, I kind of would have rather... I, I don't know. Anyway, I mean... This is real life. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I, I say I wish they were married, but mm. there's no concept of... Is that, like, a big deal? Like, yeah, we saw Padme and Anakin do it, but I think they did it more so because they were commemorating an entire love that's forbidden kind of thing. You know, it's like... They did it because someone said they couldn't. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Whereas I'm kind of happy that Han and Leo weren't married. I don't know. I don't know. It just... It doesn't feel like Han... Or Leia to me, if they were. Um, but that's just me. That's just my. That's just like my opinion, man. Sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, yes, Leia Organa is the example of the Star Wars woman. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, as we're introduced to Star yeah. Wars, she is the first woman that we see, and is yeah. the first prominent woman. She is the first to talk back. <laughs> right, and and yeah, and she has those those kind of. Um, strong moments that come up, but she's not just words and she doesn't just talk about it. She, 
she lives up to it, you know, even when she becomes the, you know, quote unquote damsel in distress, you yeah. know, the whole big plot is let's go save her. Mm-hmm. And let's be for real. some reason. She saves Haunted Luke's Heine on several occasions. Yeah. Now, in I, that first movie alone. I will say, well, I guess they didn't know they were technically going after the princess entirely. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I, yeah. it's kind of a convoluted plot to be like, you know, we have to rescue the princess. But why? You have yeah. the Death Star plans, just escape the Death Star. Yeah, I get you. But... Luckily, they did rescue the princess yeah. because, you know, she goes on to become a reason that a lot of things work uh, yeah. later on in stories, um, you know, yeah. in comics and um, books and in the films. Um, she's key to getting things done. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've said, you know, she saves Han and Luke's Tilkis, but one of the first things we see her doing is sassy back chat against one of the most powerful men in the galaxy and his flunky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she goes through literal torture and is basically trapped. And so she's just like, I love the fact that she was just chilling in her cell for a minute, <laughs> just like reclining, just like, mm, I know I look good. <laughs> just wait when someone walks through that door they're gonna be like dang <laughs> and we were weren't we audience but yeah um i mean when i think of like strong women in star wars leia is always the first one that comes up to me she literally she was a princess first she was raised by um, a very like-minded woman, which is why she is the way she is. I mean, you'll read in Women of, women, you'll read in women of the Galaxy <laughs> about, you know, uh, what's, what is, oh, I wrote down her name so I'd remember it, but I cannot remember it. Who? Bail Organa's wife. Freya. Freya Organa. You read a little bit about her in, you know, Women of the Galaxy, about how, you know, she she fought for her ideals and Mm -hmm. she instilled that in Leia. And I think that's incredibly honorable. Mm -hmm. I mean, and even when Leia has shortcomings, she acknowledges that she moves forward. Like I, I love Leia so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but my next tattoo is going to be a portrait of Leia. Mm -hmm. So safe to say I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's room for conversation of, you know, being, we know that she is force sensitive, um, how much of the force carried her heritage Mm -hmm. with her, you know, uh, I, I almost feel like regardless of her circumstances, she would have turned out the way she turned out because of her heritage. Because we see that with Luke where, because, you know. And it was the reason that Yoda wanted Leia over Luke. Spoiler alert, if you haven't yeah. read from a certain point of view, yeah. Yoda did not want to train Luke. That's a good story. Um, and and his reasoning was solid. She had gone through the political training. She had been uh, a leader. Yeah. Um, she she knew uh, that aggressive climate that would... You know, she, she had all the characteristics. All she needed was a lightsaber and a, tr- a teacher. Yeah. Um, something that isn't like brought up a lot, but in order to be a princess on Alderaan, 
you have to go through a set of trials, mm-hmm. like physical challenges. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking like aggro crag. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like intense stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, we do see that regardless of all that, Luke turns out as well as his sister. Now, mm-hmm. good in different ways, yes, but um, definitely I feel like you can you can attribute a lot of that to the Force, you know, and the strength of it in the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely knowing that she also had that family, that, that very strong family bond that helped to mold her. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I feel like it's more proper that she's Leia Organa than Leia Skywalker. Because, yes, her heritage carries through some things. And she becomes the Leia we know because mm-hmm. of her family and because of her parents and everything. Yeah. But she also becomes the Leia that we know because of Bale and his wife and, you know, um, friends like Amalyn Holdo and, and, and so forth and so on. So it, it, it's really great to see what surrounds her as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and I love stories where you highlight that, where it's not just about the great hero, but it's about what surrounds that hero and makes that hero. Um, mm-hmm. Because certainly Leia is a product of her heritage and her family and her situation and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and she really does cover, you know, you mentioned Princess, you know, she she covers a whole oh, yeah. career of, of great leadership, strong leadership, you know, mm-hmm. going from Princess um, to leader of the rebellion um, and then going to be senator, a founding member of the New Republic, you know, mm-hmm. being one of the people that gets to decide how the bricks lay in creating this new order. Yeah. Which, yeah, you could say is a big factor of why she and Han didn't work out and why mm-hmm. Ben was very neglected in his childhood and everything. Nonetheless, she w- she went after what she thought was important, which mm-hmm. was providing freedom and hope and stability for other people while sacrificing her own, which is this almost tragic irony that she's constantly giving to others what she can't exactly have. Yeah. You know, she wants to give others freedom and stability and, and happiness and the ability to live good, simple, uninterrupted lives. And yet she has a chaotic at home life, you yeah. know. Which is the case for a lot of people in power, I've noticed, is, you know, they want to give others something that they don't perceive them ha- themselves having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then from there, obviously, to General of the Resistance, as we know her mm-hmm. now. Um, Just all around awesome lady. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's still into this sequel trilogy remains that person that regardless of what support she has is going after what she thinks is right. Um, and so there's definitely a lot of admirable qualities to Leia. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned a, a lot of it's a, attributed as well to Carrie Fisher, who brought her to life, who yeah. very much embodies maybe a little bit more brashly, mm-hmm. but she, she embodies those characteristics as well. You know, she's she's a little bit more crass and colorful at times than Leia, but Carrie Fisher wasn't a senator or a princess. Yeah. But, you know, um, she definitely 
cares about sure. those same important things. Um, yeah. And so uh, Leia is the woman of a galaxy. And, you know, and it's, it, it Leia doesn't necessarily have to be anyone's favorite. Yeah. You can have your own favorite um, of the women of the galaxy, but, you know, you certainly have to attribute that Leia is the epitome of a woman of the galaxy. And, and arguably, you know, you have to imagine that whenever they're looking at a female character in Star Wars, no matter what degree um, of their involvement or importance, I feel like the scale is, you know, zero to Leia. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, every, everyone that comes after her is measured to yeah. her in a way. Which should also be, like, gentlemen or ladies, if you're dating, if you're looking for a lady in your life, how Leia is she? <laughs> zero to Leia. How Leia is she? Um, and arguably you could say, you know, and I'll, I'll leave it here and then we can move on. Um, but where's, that's actually a realistic scale of, you know, <laughs> Leia's a very solid character. Again, even as you mentioned, she has her shortcomings, but mm -hmm. she, 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 she works yeah. to make them right. Yeah, she embraces them and improves them. Right. Which is very the, admirable. It's off the top of my head. Obviously, if I sit and think and analyze all of Star Wars, I could probably find someone. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that there's necessarily a, a male character quite comparable. Hmm. You, I mean, again, just I'm not trying to start, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make it any big deal and I don't want any fiery comments because of it. Yes. I'm just saying off the top of my head, I can instantly hear zero to Leia and think of it as a good thing. Whereas with a man like zero to Luke Skywalker, maybe, but I just think of a whiny boy. <laughs> well, I just think that <laughs> he's, he's like, look at Leia. Yeah. She lost her son. Like Ben was her son. Mm -hmm. Ben was Luke's student and nephew. Like I get still family, but your student and nephew, yeah. you run away to the far reaches of, I, yeah, I get it. He failed big and, and I totally understand. And I love the story and tragedy of Luke in episode eight. I'm not criticizing it as a story. I'm just saying that Luke failed and ran away from that. Yeah. I mean, he made it right, but much, 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 much later. <laughs> Leia continued to fight and yeah. fight hard. So, you know, it's just one of those things where I don't, think that there's an equal to Leia, mm -hmm. whether male or female in Star Wars. Yeah. And I think she's not just, you know, an example of a strong woman, but of a strong leader. And, you know, I'm just excited to introduce our kids to Star Wars one day and Leia. Mm -hmm. Just be like, hey, are you, how are you on the Leia scale, son? <laughs> I need you to be more Leia today, sweetheart, son, please. Daughter, lovely, lovely Go get child. your buns. Go get your buns. <laughs> Go get your buns and, and, and white dress. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to learn how to braid some hair. Right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, moving, yeah. moving on. Moving on. Moving up. Moving back in the... Uh, what are you doing to the cat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Moving back in uh, our legacy here, we have Queen, Senator, 
all-around gorgeous lady, Padme Amidala. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said first, she was the Queen of Naboo, and that is an elected official? Yes. Yes. There we go. And she was the youngest queen to ever be elected. Yes. And it that baffles me. <laughs> like, that's cool. But so, so tiny. She was 14? Uh, yes, yeah, she was 14 in um, The Phantom Menace. Don't know how long she'd been in uh, she was queenship. So, no, I don't think, I don't think it, I mean, arguably, yeah. I, I would, I would assume 13. Mm-hmm. I, I would think that 13 would probably be the yeah. oldest. Now, that said, much like you don't just walk in and become princess just because like, you know, you had to earn the credentials to get to that point. Again, you, she was she was elected, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like she was alone. She had a great team oh, yeah. of advisors and all this other stuff. So, more than likely, she was groomed from a very young age to go to that. Because uh, yeah. her, her father was involved in the Senate, so we know he probably had that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um maybe not necessarily thinking it would actually happen, but he definitely probably thought I want my daughter on the ballot. Yeah. Um, and, and she got it, you know, and she was certainly a very capable queen, even at the young age that she was. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and she held herself very well, arguably better than expected because, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily expected of the queen to be on the front line of battle. And yet she was, you yeah. know, um, when when facing the uh, invasion of the Trade Federation, she didn't just send her troops and send the Jedi no. to go deal with it. She went with them. She went with them. And in fact, she provided the plan on how to do it. Exactly. Like, you know, that's a, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying it, it's not, at, at times when talking to people about the Phantom Menace, a lot of people fail to realize that that yeah. was her plan. She helped. I, now, Jar Jar, yes, did help come up with it. But yes. But she's the one that devised the idea of the ruse and, and multiple ruses at that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it goes to show not she, only did she have it, but more mm-hmm. than likely it was provided to, uh, you know, quality education. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and training leaning up to becoming queen. Yeah. And as you said, you know, being groomed from a young age, she was like crazy smart. At fourteen, mm-hmm. um, incredible strategist, 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 strategist. I haven't played enough Risk. <laughs> she probably did. She probably won. Probably. I have never won a game of Risk. And I've, I've never, never played tried. a game of Risk. It don't. It's <laughs> not worth it. It lasts hours, and you just cry. Well, that's like Phase Ten too, though. Oh, I've never won a game of Phase Ten. I never get past Phase Seven, but yeah. But anyway, anyway, um, she probably could. She could probably kick all of our butts at phase ten. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if her quality extends to card games. But... I don't know. Card <laughs> card games are about strategy. Well, strategy mm. and luck. Yeah, different strategy though. Yeah. Um. So she was queen of Naboo, and she served her however many years as its queen. How do you know? I don't know off the top of my head, but it wasn't very long after that she yeah. uh, went on to become senator. Um. It, I mean, it had been... Teen- now, we'll hear more about this from the upcoming novel next spring. Um, Queen Shadow. 
that deals with the transition from queen to senator that she goes through. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she finished her term and they wanted her to, you know, she mentions in Attack of the Clones to Anakin, they wanted her to stay on and continue, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just a testament to her leadership and her presence there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think definitely after the Phantom Menace, she was struck to think, yeah, being queen, I can do a lot, but in order to get serious change, I need to go to the heart. I need to go yeah. to the Senate. I need to represent more fully. Yeah. You can't put out a fire from inside of the house. Right. So she wanted to go deeper into the system to fix the system. Reference. <laughs> of course it was. <clears throat> yeah. And um Yeah, and I mean for all intents and purposes, as we know, she was just as good a senator as she was a queen. Though of course it's hard to be a good senator and mm-hmm. provide good change when the system's doomed to fail by its yeah. leadership. Very effective negotiator. Yeah. Like, I think she learned that from Anakin or at <laughs> least Obi-Wan. Well, no, I think, I think in general, she, I, I think again, that's something she probably gathered from being mm-hmm. groomed to become queen. Um, you know, and I mean, when, as she, as she says in, uh, attack of the clones, you know, aggressive negotiation. She does, she is adept in that as well of, you know, when words fail, you know, she has the actions. Um, (laughs) and can like pick a lock, like nobody's business. mm -hmm. Like we see that in attack of the clones. We see that in, um, clone wars. Like girlfriend can do some stuff. Yeah. Do not give her a paperclip. Do not give her a paperclip or a hair clip or anything like that. Just like keep her away from small objects. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Padme as a character and I think she gets what I would like highlighted more of Leia, you know, with, with her, we get far more of that political realm. Whereas with Leia, we get a lot more of that general and, you know, uh, rebel leader. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we barely scratch the surface on her as a senator and as part of the New Republic. Um, But, and again, it's one of those things where she, I mean, she just follows so greatly in her, uh, in her mother's footsteps. You know, she's a very, you know, a lot of people could say she gets the aggression from Anakin, but Mm -hmm. Padme was a very skilled and uh, effective warrior both yeah. in the physical sense and and in the um more political sense you know she yeah. she was a strong woman definitely yeah there's a gorgeous piece of art that i'm going to order at some point it's uh leia sitting down at a vanity mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and on the other side of the mirror is padme and when I first saw it at Disney, I just like audibly gasped to the point where you thought that something was wrong. As I tend to do when you gasp about things. Listen, <clears throat> I'm very excited about most things. Clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so uh, like mother, like daughter, I think is, is oh, yeah. the, the best way to put it. Awesome is hereditary. Mm-hmm. Clearly. All right. So moving on. Or do we want to talk about, you know, what else happened in Attack of the Clones? What else happened in Attack of the Clones? Some intense Jedi smooches. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like we could get really down a trail because the thing is, a lot of people, 
<laughs> I, it's one of those I almost I I feel like it needs so much more than we could probably give it. Yeah. I will I will say we'll do like a family counseling episode <laughs> where we talk I mean, about all of the uh, issues of the Skywalker family. We'll have to we'll have to give it more time than can be given in this episode, but I will say that um on on the surface at in as without going into big detail I, I like the, the love story of Anakin and Padme. Not necessarily saying that I like the the portrayal and scenes of it in Attack of the Clones. I'm not, not saying that either. I, mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that their relationship I love and um, it being a part of the tragedy of both characters um, it is why I think it works for me is because you know where it's going regardless. Um, and and there's elements of it in its conception that lead to its failing as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things, like, it's much bigger than just a simple, yeah. what do you think? But, yeah, uh, it, you know. It's much more than a simple <clears throat> three-word answer. Um, because you're not just analyzing Padme, but you're analyzing Anakin. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're looking at both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Clone Wars does well to give them much more of a relationship mm-hmm, rather exactly. than just feelings. Yeah. And that's, and I'll say again, the Clone Wars has very much changed my opinion on a lot of stuff that the prequels kind of failed me on. Mm-hmm. Like I love the relationship of Anakin and Padme in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about it in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cheesy. Right. Well, and and it's one of those things where, you know, Attack of the Clones is one end of the scale and Revenge of the Sith is mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. So you're getting the very beginnings and the very ends. And if that's all you take it as and don't get any of the meat in the middle, then yeah, yeah it feels very stark. And, and it's the same thing of Anakin. Anakin's character in episode two and three are two very stark characters yeah. um, and their portrayals are very different. And it's because it's two very different points in Anakin's life. So yeah, definitely involving the clone wars in your um, watching, not only of the events of the story, but of, of specific characters in this case, Padme and Anakin, mm-hmm. it, it adds so much more to it. Definitely. Yeah. But, speaking of Clone Wars. Yeah. Speaking of Clone Wars, one of my favorite characters now mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and of Star Wars in general, Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good sip. <laughs> um, Ahsoka is the Padawan of Luke Skywalker. Uh, she... Who? Luke... <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. There you go. My brain <laughs> did a dumb... I cannot It talk. happens. I just can't. Yeah, uh, she is Snips. Mm-hmm. She's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, there, There's a lot of people, and, and I was one in a way um, that really didn't take to Ahsoka at first. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was more so... I was more caught off guard of the concept of Anakin having yeah. a Padawan um, during yeah. the Clone Wars. It felt like 
a storyline very much created for a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was more interested in figuring out how the heck that works with the story that we know Yeah. Uh, by the time we reach it in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, Me, meanwhile, I see a cute character and I'm like, yep. <laughs> pretty That's much fine. yeah um <laughs> so for me from the story elements of it what i was a little held back from um liking ahsoka as, as mm-hmm. early as i probably could have yeah. i definitely had to come around and it and it took episodes where it was very ahsoka centric and it dealt with her growth mm-hmm. um for me to really know her um and and to to see that she's far more layered than just simply the Padawan for the, t- the cartoon show. Yeah. You know, she, she goes beyond just being part of a story that would make a good episode or two and, and is really her own strong um, female character. Yeah. Um, and is definitely now one of the most iconic and, and fan favorite characters. Oh yeah. And to top it all off real heckin' precious. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really great to see her grow throughout the series of the Clone Wars and surprisingly on into Rebels. I I had no idea that that would be the case. I really did not expect to see her after the Clone Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very glad for what we got of her after the Clone Wars because both the Ahsoka novel and her appearances in Rebels show her at her most, um, it shows her at her highest quality, I think, um, and and definitely the most characteristic of. A, she's she's probably the most pure Jedi, mm-hmm. pure and fresh. Um, during that period, I would say, um, definitely Luke does it better. Mm-hmm. Um, only because that's the story. He, yeah, he didn't have the training. Right. He, he the story for Luke is that he he's the son. He's the one who can redeem and save his father and all this other stuff. You know. So of course he he reaches a level Ahsoka couldn't reach. But definitely Ahsoka is an example of what a Jedi should be. In a lot of ways, um, and I think that's a part of why, you know, her her ending in the Clone Wars, yeah, was her ending because what she found to be the Jedi Order under all the layers and through all the war is not the Jedi Order she wanted to be a part of, and you know, and so in a way of separating herself from the Order, she became more Jedi-like. I think, yeah, and unfortunately. We can't get as much into that as I'd love to because it's coming up on the clearing where it's a very, very far away. Yeah. Uh, a few months. <laughs> yeah. A few months. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, and it's, what's great about revisiting. I mean, I, I don't need anything else to let me know how much I like Ahsoka, yeah. but certainly watching the Clone Wars with you and seeing you grow into that more, Beyond just the oh, she's cute and precious, but yeah, as a as a solid character, you know, yeah, she's cool. It's really it's really nice. It's it's great, and 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 that's how Star Wars continues to grow and remain relevant is by the sharing of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, parents fall in love with it anew because of introducing it to their kids and, or introducing it, you know, friend to friend or partner to partner, you know, these things where you get to share this thing you love and fall in love with it as someone else does it, you know, that's how Star Wars continues to grow and, and stay strong, I think. Yeah. Come to think of it, it's a good thing that we like this show because we're probably going to be showing it several generations. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to watch it all the way through now and then, of course, watch it all through when we have kids. Well, and it, it's one thing I'm very glad for is, you know, there was a time when it was just a matter of if I want to show Star Wars to my kids, I'm thinking about the movies. But mm-hmm. now, luckily, I can. there's shows I can show them. Yeah. You know, Clone Wars, Rebels, um, the Lego shows, there's there's so much for resistance. You know, there's so much for a young generation that I didn't have as a kid. When I was a kid, yeah. I had Star Wars, you know, and in even the books, there wasn't necessarily a large separation between young reader and just general Star Wars reader. You know, Star Wars content was what you got and you could get something as varying as an Ewok story or Death Troopers. Yeah. So, you know, it's this, it's this interesting thing where our kids are going to have a lot more Star Wars tailored to them yeah. than we had growing up. Yeah. When I was your age, we had the prequels and we were thankful. <laughs> exactly. We were just glad to have Star Wars, um, which yeah. arguably is, is a very good thing. Yeah. We had to walk to Star Wars backwards uphill with no shoes on. <laughs> so, but like anyway. But that's not Women of the Galaxy. We're talking no, about not. other things. Um, so Ahsoka goes into later in life, as you mentioned, the Rebels. She becomes the Rebel informant and also a Rebel recruiter. Um, like, there's a theory out there that she recu- she recruited Cassian Andor. Yeah, I, I don't think so much she recruited as she tr- was involved in training. Because, yeah. you know, they both share fulcrum. Yeah. So I feel like she might have had a hand in helping him become the uh, spy boy that we know him to be. Um, I mean, it could have been. I, I mean, it's it's interesting to think about for sure. I think as chiseled and, and uh, rough as Cassian was, yeah, she had a part in training him, but maybe not in recruiting him. I feel like yeah. he was. He's got a very different story there. And I boy, think. howdy, is he chiseled and rough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. And after that, we have not seen anything else from Ahsoka. Hopefully, we're going to get more from her. As uh, in Do you know everything books. about Rebels? No. Okay. The- Don't tell me. What? Don't. What? <laughs> Something else was already ruined for me. Please what don't tell ruined? me. Kanan. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Please don't tell me. I'm not telling you anything. Oh. You're going to have oh, to no. Ra- <laughs> oh, no. You're going to have to ra- uh, wait for the Rebels rewatch for that. No, I don't want to now. <laughs> You're going to have to. I'm all sad in my head. <laughs> oh. Don't tweet me. Speaking of Rebels. <laughs> Speaking of Rebels. We have Harrison Dula. So dies. I'm just kidding. I'm just what can kidding. I throw at you that will hurt. She, truth, truthfully, she does not die. No. 
she she goes on to live a long and happy life. And with I never her said I never said Ahsoka dies. Just you just have to read, wait and see. Read my notes. <laughs> um, she is the daughter of a freedom fighter whose name is... <laughs> Waiting for you. What is it? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Cham. Cham Syndulla. Yes. Cham Syndulla, who we see a couple of times in um, Clone Wars. Yeah, we're, we're a few weeks away from seeing his episodes in the Clone Wars. The yeah. Battle of Ryloth. Uh, she is an expert pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the partner of Kanan Varys. Jairus. Jairus. Uh, sorry, I distracted you. Uh, you did distract me. Uh, unpopular opinion, she's a better pilot than Han Solo. Ooh! Yeah, that's not hard. You know. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my big thing is that Han is good because he's lucky. He Her- has a particular style. Right. Hera is good because she's good. Yeah. Like, she's got skill, whereas Han is lucky. Now, yes, it takes some dumb luck and skill to get some of the things done that Han gets done. I'll give you that. But Hera does a lot of crazy stuff, too, and manages not to wreck her ship, okay? So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. Uh, it, but anyway, but... Um, On a scale from Han Solo to Poe Dameron, how, where do you fall? <laughs> see, no, and, and that... That's going to be an interesting thing if we ever do a pilot's episode, because... I'm a pilot, you know. <laughs> that should have like, been our pilot I episode. I feel like a lot of people really want Han Solo to be the best pilot. And I don't know that he necessarily has to be. No. Like, there's and, and that's why I say it's a controversial opinion, but a lot of people get really offended when I think... You know, when I share that I think yeah. Hera's a better pilot. Who's your favorite pilot? Um, honestly, off the top of my head, it probably has to be Hera. If, if I'm just taking it at, like, the thing is, one of Hera's greatest qualities is that she's a pilot. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that are really good pilots, but they're just, that's part of them. That's not their, their thing. Hera's thing is piloting the ghost. You know, arguably, yes, Han's more of a smuggler than a pilot, but... He has to pilot what he's smuggling. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't feel like Han has to be the best. Just because yeah. he says he's the best and because, you know, his reputation is out there. Um, You know, I, I think, honestly, you know, uh, Poe's proven he is quite the heckin' pilot. Mm-hmm. But so has, um, so has, oh my gosh, how did his name just leave my brain? Snap Wexley, sorry. Yeah. Um, who is a complete side character. Also, his mom is in this book. Mm-hmm. I thought that was precious. Wait, Snap Wexley's or... Uh... Snaps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, she gets a whole blurb. Yeah, because um, Poe's mom um, shows up alongside Luke in yeah. uh, the Shattered Empire stories and stuff. And so, oh, so, so but sad. my point being, there's a lot, I, and, and this is even still off track, but... There's a lot of great pilots out there. Han does not have to be the best. Yeah. In my opinion, Hera is the best. Without, like, again, going back and completely analyzing all of Star Wars uh, canon. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I would say I think Hera is both one of my favorite pilots and the best pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great character. I love Hera Syndulla. I love the Ghost Crew 
as a whole. And, you know, it's going to be fun when we finally do get into Rebels episodes um, and, and whatnot. <clears throat> um, but that whole family unit, her being the mother of it, especially, you know, is. I, I think it, that's why it's hard for me to compare Clone Wars to Rebels. You know, a lot of people want to say, which do you like better or which did it better or which is best? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really difficult because they both are going for different things. Um, the family unit vibe of Rebels and what it's trying to accomplish yeah. with uh, that and with the, you know, very small conflict, fighting for what you can, when you can. And it, it's very different than the open conflict of the Clone Wars and, you know, Jedi mm-hmm. running around everywhere and all this other stuff. So <clears throat> I love both. And I think you know, if I had to sit down and make a list, you know, the number, th- the number one thing for rebels would always be the ghost family. And yeah. a big part of that is, is Hera definitely Kanan obviously as well, but you know, cause it, you know, it's the running joke that Kanan and Hera are the mom and dad of the group. Mm-hmm. But um, they really, really are. They really are. And, and the, oh. the, the strongest of the two, I would say in that family vibe is, is Hera. Yeah. I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It was like going, going through the research for this and, you know, kind of just reading over the lives of the various characters that we were getting for here, going through Hera. Like I went down this whole rebels, like rabbit trail mm-hmm. and everything and reading up on her and Kanan and um, all this other, it didn't help that we're going to talk about Kanan's Jedi master. Hopefully we have time, but all, all of it served to, you know, like, it's that couple you want to work so much like yeah. you, you want it to happen and you want them to be happy and successful. Yeah. You know? And so, but their sacrifice of that, you know, again, yeah. going kind of back to what Leia, you know, Leia gives so that others could have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very much Kanan and Herod yeah. are that kind of couple that they make sacrifices f- for others to be able to have what they can't. Um, you know, and arguably not much of a better love story in Star Wars other than Kanan and Hera. Uh, you know, I'd be hard pressed to find another couple that's worked so well and is so well done and just has me on the edge of my seat constantly just, you know, wishing the best for them. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and I think that's what I, I used to rank. um Han and Leia as my favorite Star Wars couple. Mm-hmm. They've been usurped. Yeah. Yeah. Hanan. 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 Is that their, their couple name? name? No, it'd be uh, Hanan. Hera. Kara. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hera and Kanan are, are definitely goals. They're, they're um, yes. both great, great, amazing characters brought to life by great, amazing people and actors. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, uh, it's hard to talk about Hera without talking about her and Kanan because their relationship is so central to both characters and, and the story um, in which they appear, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, you know, not I'm not tacking Kanan onto her to say she can't be her own great character. It's just they're so great together. It's hard to separate them um, and think of them as not a unit, Um but I love Hera, and I love, you know, it's something we didn't mention with um, 
Ahsoka is just her being non-human. I love that she's different. I love that she's an alien. She's a tw uh, a Twi'lek, um, which is very old school, but also very recognizable and relatable um, alien character. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just I I enjoy that she's representative of someone di like she's not the princess hero that we come to know. She's not political. She's not some, you know, politician or senator. She's not the typical ideal of what a female lead character should probably be uh, for a lot of people. Um, but I think that's what makes her so great. And that's what's so great about so many of our, of these female characters is yeah. that they don't represent any one type. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to grow up and become a senator to be like yeah. a hero of Star Wars. You don't have to grow up and be a princess. You don't have to, you don't even have to grow up and be a pilot. You know, uh, you know, it, it's about the choices that you make and the things that you yeah. do. I mean, I, I've said it before, but I am so happy that I get to grow up or I got to grow up in a time and our daughters or, and our sons will grow up in a time where we have such amazing female role models mm -hmm. in media and star wars is a fantastic example of that mm -hmm. like showing our daughters that you don't have to be a princess you don't have to be a pilot but you can be both if you want to be mm -hmm. yeah i'm just gonna step off my high horse onto my apple box <laughs> definitely yeah i think i think that's the great thing of books like this and, and focuses like this where, you know, it's great to be able to say, yeah, women of the galaxy are awesome. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are involved in heavy hitting ways of being, uh, generals and, um, princesses and politicians and all this, but some are pilots, some are, you know, yeah. pirates, some are, Unlikely participants, you know. Yeah, there's snugglers, there's smugglers, there's pilots, <laughs> there's goddesses, there's just, oh. Yeah. Uh, it, so it, all, it all comes down to, you know, the choices you make and, and what you yeah. choose to represent and fight for. Yeah. Or, you, you know. a strong and complex and wonderful female character. That's just Star Wars. Yeah. Any I want them. to be able to say that. Like, yeah. I, not that I can't. Yeah. I just mean, like, I'm glad that I can say, you know, if if you want a strong female character, regardless of what position she holds, but just because of her values, mm -hmm. um, you know, watch Star Wars. Yeah. You know, look at any, any, anything Star Wars and you'll see that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's what makes Star Wars so great is in its representation, in its progressiveness, in yeah. being it's it's that story that anyone can come to man you know man woman child adult whatever and 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 also whatever you're doing in life you you can come to it and find a place in it and yeah. love it and find your representation mhm mm yeah and that's that's fantastic that we live in a time where we get to have that mhm mm and share that yeah and we have time for maybe a couple more how much time we got what are we doing we got uh, nine minutes ish. Mm. Um, so well, we got wait, we got <laughs> yeah, we got off on a different track. So Goodness let's do gracious. a 
Let's do a lightning round. How about that? Eh. Let's just talk about a couple more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so we got Ray. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what we were waiting on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting on you. Yeah, hard pressed not to be able to mention Ray being the most. Uh, uh, okay, I won't say what I was going to say. Being a recent, not the yes. most recent. A but recent. Being a recent. A recent and <clears throat> a fantastic. I do love that the role that's previously been held by Anakin and Luke Skywalker in the the central character to the, the trilogy mm-hmm. has been taken by a woman now. Um, I appreciate that. Well, yeah. being taken maybe is a little too aggressive for what yeah. I, I'm intending. Being passed on. Passed on. Um, You know, seeing a woman in that role and seeing such a great actress like Daisy Ridley um, and such a, you know, portray such an amazing character. And and it's a character arc and a hero's journey that we've definitely seen in Luke and seen in Anakin, but seeing it in a whole new way, not just because she's a woman, but just seeing it because of Ray as a character. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's so great. I love Ray's journey so far. I'm really interested to see where it goes. I love that she represents, you know, kind mm-hmm. of jumping off of what we were talking about with Hera. I love that she represents that it doesn't matter what you, where you come from, who your parents were, what your, you know, uh, environment looks like, you know, no one's a nobody. You you can achieve greatness. You can be the hero. You yeah. can do something good and important. Yeah, your past is not. Your past doesn't mean anything for your future. Right. Basically. Yeah, because you know you could argue. Well, Luke kind of taught us that. Yeah, but then he found out that his jet his his father was a very prolific and renowned Jedi. Yeah. So yeah, Luke grew up <laughs> thinking he was coming from humble, nothing beginnings. And technically he kind of did growing up on Tatooine, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he also actually didn't come from nothing. Yeah. He didn't actually come from nobody parents. Ray did. Yeah. Or at least as of now, that's what her story is. And I hope it stays that way yeah. because again, that's what the story represents that Ray's parents don't have to be anybody important. Yeah. They don't have to be Skywalkers or Kenobis. She is literally building herself. Right, and, and and that's an important story that I think gets lost in a lot of Star Wars because you have to have that name. You have to be a Skywalker. And she proves, no, you don't. You just have to represent what that name represents. Yeah. You know, you can be an honorary Skywalker by your values and morals, I think. Yeah. And our last beautiful woman of the galaxy is one that I really wanted to get to, so I'm willing to skip over a couple to get to her. Okay. The beautiful, the wonderful, the strong and fantastic Rose Tico. Okay. I, I, I was I was like, uh, which one are you going for? I thought you were going to go for Holdo, but Well, also Holdo. I love her too, yes. but we don't have time. Um, Rose Tico is awesome. Mm-hmm. She's like, as soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, oh my gosh. She's <laughs> so precious. I want to make her so tiny and then put her in my pocket and just like travel (laughs) around with her in my pocket. She's so cute. She is. But not only that, she's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Like, very... Ugh, I can't even. <laughs> you know what I'm talking You're about. so basic. <laughs> I am so basic. Sipping um, on my gluten-free, you know, vegan eggnog. I, I, I love what Rose represents. And I love yeah. the, the challenge that she gives to the idea of you've got to fight for everything. Yeah. And turning it to, it's not about fighting for what you love. It's about protecting what you love. Yeah. Because if you constantly go in with the idea of fighting and destroying the other side, you can lose what you love along the way. I mean, we done been seen that. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the idea that Rose presents of, you know, it's not about fighting for what you hate, but saving what you love. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that mantra, and, and it's very much a, you know, choose, choose not only your battles, but choose how you battle. Yeah. Um, which is a great lesson we get from Kane, with Kane in, in, in Rebels of, it's not always about the Jedi winning, it's about how a Jedi chooses yeah. to win. Um, and, yeah. and it's a very important lesson for our day and age. Yeah, and I think we get some very, you know, steadfast ideals when we see, when, with the character of Rose, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's tough. She's, ugh, I love her so much. Yeah. Like she's willing to fight for what she believes in, but fight, like you said, for what she loves. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time we see her, she had just lost her sister. Right. That probably just absolutely destroys everything everything that you've been fighting for mm-hmm. it, except for, you know, <sighs> well, I think yeah. arguably that's why she makes that shift in her idea of why she's in this resistance, mm-hmm. you know, is, um, this idea of like, I'm tired of losing things. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just fight and win. I want to fight so that I, I can enjoy these things I'm fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's easy, it's very easy to get so caught up in the idea of fighting for something that you forget that you're fighting for something, um, you know, and that you want that something to make it with you to the other side. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was kind of the idea of our Monday motivation this 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 Monday. You know, uh, don't don't lose what you're fighting for in the process of fighting for it. But yeah, obviously we didn't get to everyone. Um, we also had Shmi Skywalker. Admiral Holdo, we had Jin, Ursa, we had Emphis Nest, uh, Depa Balaba, Shakti, Sabine Rin, Duchess Satine, Kira, Mon Mothma. We had we had a long list, and as as, as I mentioned, I knew we wouldn't get through everything, uh, get through everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, if we could just do win, Women of the Galaxy episodes for the next few months, we would probably get through oh, yeah. everything. Oh, son, we would, and we would. But we have we have so many other great things to discuss on the show. We're definitely looking forward to covering villains on our next episode. But let us know who your favorite woman of the galaxy is. Did we talk about yours? Mm-hmm. Um, if not, let us know and let us know why you love them so much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hit us up on the Twitters for that. Tweet at us. All right. Uh, <laughs> having to reluctantly leave that conversation... Uh, moving uh, Which we ahead, will come back to. yeah. Uh, safe to say, we'll have Women of the Galaxy content peppered throughout the entirety of uh, the Nerd Herder cast. Yeah, and that uh, was just like scratching the surface, as we said. Oh my goodness, you're not lying. 
I mean, I never lie. When we set when we set an hour mark for ourselves, it's kind of hard to fit anything completely in that. Um, but hopefully, enjoyed what we were able to cover. We, you know, we're we're definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting with the villains one because I think we could have a lot of conversations there as well over some women. So, anyway, but um, moving on to Q's and A's, uh, we like to end our main show now with a Q and A. Um, we're still working to get consistent Q's for us to A, um, but Good for you. Yeah, well, yeah, we have our we have our Twitter question or well our social media questions. We put them on Facebook and Twitter, but um, uh, as far as Q and A's from the audience, still looking for lots of those. So if you have anything uh, Star Wars related that you'd like to ask, get our opinions of, or get our input on, whatever it may be, um, feel free to add us on Twitter or uh, hit us up on Facebook with that uh, at any point, uh, and your Q will be aid on next week's show. Stop doing that. <laughs> well, it's a Q&A, Megan. <laughs> anyway. All right. So our cue for Twitter this week was, who is a woman of Star Wars that has always meant a lot to you and why? Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some really good answers. A lot of very Some repetitive. Answers. <laughs> Which <laughs> just goes to show in a good how way. awesome this particular character is. Yes. Um... I am Bellin. I'm going to EM. EM. Yeah. They've got a very cute, um, what's it called? Icon. You know what that icon is? I don't remember. It's uh, Star Command. Yes. Let's. ah! Buzz Lightyear Star Command. She was the cute alien girl. Oh, snap, dog. There you go. Uh, And they answered Ahsoka Tano. Um, I've always related to her so much. Um, I see this journey. Of, I see this journey of mine reflected in hers. It's hard to explain, but she's meant a lot to me for so many years and has been this sort of reflection in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's really sweet. Yeah, and, and that's that sort of representation um, that's that's so great. And, you know, that's, that's the thing to consider. While someone may not be your favorite character, it doesn't mean that that character is not important or meaningful to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people could talk trash about Ahsoka, but, you know, if you don't like her, you don't like her. Uh, that's that. But um, this is just one of a few examples that we see that she is meaningful and important and value to some people. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and this is a whole different side trail, but I, I won't stay on it too long. But it's one of those things when you think about it, if you trash a character you don't like that someone else does like and finds representation in, you're not only insulting that character, but now you're insulting that person's story in which they feel their yeah. ref- that, that character reflects. Yeah. So it, it, it's just one of those things. I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I'm saying be mindful, Yeah, you know, um, because it, it goes to so many layers of how your words could affect not only the actor, but the creator of those characters and the yeah. people that identify with that character. Because it's one of those things of, well, if you think Ahsoka's trash, does that mean my story is trash because I feel so related to Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. You know, just it, be it, careful of your words. Yeah, it just makes this community and this fandom that we love exclusive. And nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. We want to be an inclusive family and herd together. 
and Echo CT fourteen oh nine. Very awesome clone trooper there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also answer Ahsoka. Uh, she is such a strong female character and demonstrated a great determination throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Which I agree. Definitely. Um, Rebecca, beautiful Rebecca. Hi. Uh, she replied, Leia, of course. She is the epitome of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. We should all be as strong as Leia. Which could go on for hours and hours about Leia, but we kind of did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, she gets the most attention. John, what's your answer, boy? Do you, oh, you have one more. That's me. Mm-mm. No. One more. Are you sure? Where? Yep. Are you looking at Twitter? or Are you looking at the notes? I'm looking at Twitter. Look at the notes. Oh. We don't just have Twitter. We have Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry. Goodness gracious! I haven't been on um, Facebook in a while. Emery Geddes or Geddes. Um, sorry if I mispronounced that, on Facebook, said mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano as well, uh, and yeah. that he wasn't sure about her at first, but over time came, uh, she became to be one of his favorite characters in the franchise, um, and is the true embodiment of what a Jedi should be. So, um, yeah, yeah Ahsoka got a lot of love on, on this one. Uh, not surprised. I, I used Ahsoka for the, the gift for the question on Twitter as well. Because that's probably that that's my answer is is Ahsoka. Um, I I love Ahsoka as a character very much, and for what she represents in the story, um, she definitely grew so far beyond just being the apprentice. You know, yeah, um, it, she became her own character rather quickly, and and um, you know, as much as I love so many characters, and, and I I love. Leia, obviously, she is the woman of the galaxy, as I say, but um, I love Leia because it's it's Leia. I don't, I, not to say that it's out of obligation, but it's in the sense, like, you can't not love Leia. Yeah, um, seriously. And if you don't, get your, get your stuff together, man. <laughs> um, so with, with Ahsoka, it's, it's more about... It, it's hard to explain. It, it's just, it's about her being different and being a different sort of character for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not, she's not just Leia or she's not just like Leia or she doesn't just do Leia things. She She's her own great character. Um, and I think definitely being able to see her grow throughout the series is even more uh, lending to, you know, when we introduce ourselves to Leia, she's already great. Yeah. She's already fantastic and doing a good job. Um, you know, with Ahsoka. fantastic, sweetie. Right. With Ahsoka, we get to see her grow into greatness, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And, and grow beyond, um, those who pour into her and, mm-hmm. and whatnot as well. Yeah. And I think I've made my answer pretty clear, but I will talk about it. As much as you want. Um, I reply to your Twitter post before... Yeah, prematurely. Yeah, prematurely. Goodness. Um, nothing but respect for my princess slash senator slash general slash hero. Yeah. I absolutely adore Leia. And I consider her one of media's finest. And also, I love Carrie Fisher. Just yeah. Just in general. And that's, and that's the thing. I, I mean... Leia's great. She she is iconic, but that's just 
for me, that's why I love Ahsoka is because, and I'm not trying to, you know, say one over the other. I'm just, for me, I think a big part of it is, again, yeah. Leia's got a lot behind her, a long history of why you should like her. Whereas Ahsoka is a whole new character. Well, as of 10 years ago, um, you know, for for her to create such a, an impact and following, um, maybe not in so many words comparable to Leia's, but for her to, to make such an impact definitely is lending to her as a character. Um, everything from the writing to portrayal, all, all of it wraps itself in one awesome burrito. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and again, on, I love a, a Leia burrito. on a scale of zero to Leia, she's probably definitely a nine. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, other question, um, we had for you guys this week, um, was if you could have any creature from Star Wars as a pet, which would you pick? Yeah. Um, Rebecca on Twitter said a cute and cuddly loth cat, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely need like 10 of those. Um, Emery Geddes on Facebook, uh, said tauntauns for his ride to work and just in case it gets too cold. Now it's getting to be that season in Georgia. Exactly. Um, Michael Johnson on Facebook said a varactyl, uh, because they're fast and fearless. Yeah. Do you offhand know what a varactyl is? I do not. It's the lizard bird creature that Obi-Wan rides in Revenge of the Sith. Oh. Oh. The squawky lizard thing. Yeah. Um, They're just, I I replied because (laughs) like when I think of Varactyls, I think like they're lizard bird puppies. Yeah. They're like, like, they're, they're just all to all, all, I would love one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just put it that way. They're awesome. Yeah. They're Um, cool. And then uh, Rural Farm Boy on Twitter uh, said a herd of mu- moonyaks, um, more for their meat than for their company. Wow! So not really the pet type. No, <laughs> and more of the the cattle and steak type. But you know, eh. whatever I mean, floats your boat. Can I get in on that action? Can we do like an Omaha steaks kind of situation where you send? Well, me- I'm pretty sure they're not from Omaha. <laughs> Well, yeah, but um, it's the only meat delivery company that I can think of offhand. Wait, they deliver meat? Omaha Steaks delivering meat, yes. Have you ever heard oh. one? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We had a, uh, a, a friend who used to send us Omaha Steaks every so often. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Interesting. They're huge. At least they were when I was a kid. Hmm. Well, you were you were a tiny child. So I was very everything's big. <laughs> I looked like a stick with ears when I was a child. Um, with a very bright, I looked like a match when I was a child. Because <laughs> you're a redhead. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, I had a rough childhood. I, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know, the they're far more cattle-like than uh, banthas oh, yeah. are, so they could probably make some good steak. I guess. I I'd imagine know. like banthas would have the most tender meat. Because they're very slow moving. Hmm. I feel like they. I feel like under all that fluff, they're more like elephants than cattle, though. Mm. Have you ever had elephant meat? No. Have you? How do you know? (laughs) Wow. Have you ever opened your fridge and there's an elephant in there? No, I don't seem to have that problem. Footprints in the butter. Oh my goodness! What what uh, (laughs) Star Wars creature would you have as a pet? Um. 
Does Poe Dameron count? No. Okay. Um, do droids count? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a creature. Um, Porg. I love a turbus. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love my own little turbus. There you go. I, I could, I mean, I, I, if it had to be a bird, I guess I would accept Porgs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you? They're adorable. Um, Rancor. <laughs> uh, we have one. His name is Frank Orr, and he's right there, John. Exactly. Like, if, if that doesn't tell you, obviously that would be my choice. Also, Greg the Stormtrooper seems to be having quite the rodeo. Yeah, he fell off a little while ago. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I love the idea of, especially with, you know, the Rancor Handler story and what we get... Um, there from his relationship with the Rancor, it creates this very nice, it's one of those things like, yeah, it could, it could eat you in one bite, but he's also good at fetch. <laughs> like He's a big precious boy. You know, and then, I mean, who, who would mess with you mm. uh, at that point? So that's like, there's a joke from uh, Chris Hardwick special, like talking about how um, the only way that He-Man got away with having a bob cut uh, a bob hairstyle and wearing a tank top everywhere was the fact that he rode a tiger. <laughs> exactly. Like you, mm, right? Like, riding around on a rancor, you could wear whatever you want. Exactly. Uh, you know, so it's one of those things. It doesn't. It doesn't matter uh, about mm-hmm. anything of Jabba's. You know, he's got a rancor, so kind of, kind of significant trump card. Mm. But um, that'll do it. Yeah. So. Uh, as I mentioned, we didn't really get any um, questions from you guys on social media. So, as always, we keep one in our back pocket uh, just in case um, to keep things going and to end on a fresh cue for the A's. So, this week, um, I thought a fun one would be if you could pick a profession, Moo, mm-hmm. uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, huh? You know, you don't have to go through school for it. You don't have to do anything. If you popped into Star Wars right now, this would be your 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 job, your career. What would you pick? Well, based on my resume, bounty hunter. Not a steady job, but, you know, I, I like flying around in ships, you know, and you get to kill people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only, like, true neutral, in my opinion, Profession in all of Star Wars. It can be. Chaotic can neutral. Be. Chaotic I don't neutral. know. I'm, there. There's one instance where we are introduced to non-chaotic neutral bounty hunters, but mm-hmm. eh, I, I also think that's just because they're young and inexperienced, so also they haven't true. been hardened by the realities of the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. But If I've learned anything from bounty hunters, you get a cool ship, you get a very cool ship, you get a, you get a droid friend sometimes... You can have robotic body parts. You can be a freaking lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody care. Like, come as you are. Be a Mm -hmm. lizard. You know, that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, I just think it would be fun. Riding around the galaxy. Shooting people. (laughs) Sounds like my guy in the fun. (laughs) That's why we got married. There you go. Yeah. What about you? Um, I be some sort of like outer rim city planet sheriff. 
<laughs> Your name's John Wayne. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I like the idea of having this very laid back and simple life of, you know, farmer by day, sheriff by night kind of thing where <laughs> it's like. As the moisture farmer. Right. Uh, it wet. <laughs> um, where it's like, you're not cool because you go around the galaxy and do anything, but you're cool because you protect people. And like, you know, just the idea of just protecting the small little town mm-hmm. and, you know, just being a, a total BA in that sense, but also just in the downtime, you know, farm, I wouldn't be yeah. on a desert planet. I would not, I wouldn't do anything like that, but would you like? It'd have to be somewhere pretty. Would you wear spurs on your space boots? No, but I'd have a jetpack. Chiclang, chiclang. Like, like <laughs> I mean, you know, in in the sense of, there's a story very similar to this in Aftermath, where someone uses um, Boba's armor for its fear factor representation. Um, you know, it's very intimidating, and but you know, really, that's not why he's. Um, a great character. It's because he, he values the protection of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses the iconic intimidation of the Mandalorian armor, of course, yeah. but sort of, sort of that idea where it's like, you know, you, you're this tough lawman who, you know, uh, wins all scenarios, kind of uh, Walker, Texas Ranger kind of grit to him. Oh man. That's, that's my, so what that's I'm me. Is, what I'm getting here is, that you're going to walk around with a jetpack and spurs <laughs> on a planet with your banthos. You know, just walking up and roundhouse kicking bad guys in the face. Pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Like, I mean, like, this would, if I had to make this a movie, it would star Nathan Fillion. <laughs> like, And he could do it. Exactly. <laughs> because, like, as much as I want to be Boba Fett, I'm clearly... M- any Nathan Fillion character. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm castle. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit more capable, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's one of those things where I like, I, I wanted to be realistic when thinking about this. So yeah, I went, I went the more Nathan Fillion lawman character kind of style, but anyway, uh, got, you can let us know on Twitter guys, what uh, your answer would be. If you could pick any profession in star Wars, what would it be? Um, Remember that you can always hit us up with uh, any questions you may have regarding anything uh, Star Wars related, and it'll end up on the show next week for us to answer. Um, We'll also look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. We always have our social media questions for you guys as well, um, at least two a week, so look out for that. Um, Remember that we're reviewing our schedule, um, considering the Smuggler's Guide uh, being delayed. We'll let you know if anything changes, but as of now, we're more than likely going to stick with uh, next week's episode. We're just going to do it about scum and villainy entirely. Um, but uh, yeah, best way to ch- best way to know for sure is to just check it out on social media, uh, hey. and also just to hit us up and interact with us, say hi, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Um, we do have a Patreon that you can connect with us uh, on, and also consider supporting us. Um, through that, uh, if you're able to help the show grow, that would be amazing. And whatever you can support, no matter how small, um, it can definitely go a long way. Um, we'd appreciate that. 
Um, other than that, um, we will be back Friday uh, for our Clone Wars rewatch, where we are introduced to Hol- uh, Hondo. Almost said Holdo. <laughs> no, she's um, much later. But we're introduced to Hondo. Yep, and that's so. our uh, show's over alarm. Clearly. <laughs> she's running away. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back Friday with that. Um, other than that, just have a great day, guys. Have a good time. Uh, remember to tell us your favorite woman of the galaxy if we didn't cover them in this episode. Um, and we'll let you know when we have a date for part two coming out at you. All right. Um, as always, make sure you guys stay scruffy and may the force be with you. All right. Bye.